Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. You know, when you read your Bible, there's uh, quite a few words that pop up that you see time and time again. It's important to have an understanding of what those words mean. When you see love, what love means. When God says love and you see it, you know, in the Greek and the New Testament, there's four different words for love. Uh, uh, in the English language, obviously, we just have love. So you hear people say, I love the Lord with all my heart. And then you hear people say, I love hot Cheetos, right? I love fried chicken sandwiches. So obviously, we know we just have to gauge by what they're saying. They're not on par. The Bible has different words. So it's uh, there's the God type of love, agape, right? There's phileo, there's eros, there's, um, what's the other one? Y'all know. And, uh, um, right, so there's Bible definitions. Uh, but there's, there's a word that's very important, but I want to um, uh, differentiate here real quick, the difference between mercy and grace. So mercy, what is mercy? I'll give you a few seconds to answer. What's your best shot? What does mercy mean? When the Bible says God had mercy, what does it mean? Mercy is God overlooking or forgiving your sins. You need mercy for your sins. You need mercy for your mistakes. Mercy is God not giving you what you deserve. We deserve punishment for our sins. Mercy is God forgiving us and including us in the blood of Jesus, right? Mercy is the man uh, goes to court and there's a, he's, he, there's a video of him running a red light. And the judge says, hey, I see you here. The video's clear. The evidence is against you. You've run the red lights, but I'm going to have mercy on you. I'm not going to give you the fine you deserve. That's mercy. What's grace? Grace is different. God, grace is the, I find the best way to define it, is God's equipping in us. It's God's ability to do what he wants us to do. So Paul said, I work harder than everybody else, but not me. It's the grace of God within me. I labored more abundantly. Basically said, everyone else worked didn't work as hard as I did, but it wasn't me. It was God's grace on the inside of me. He enabled me to do it. God graces us. Grace is what helps you to overcome sin. In your natural self, you don't have the ability to overcome sin, but God gives you the ability. So that's grace. Grace isn't God just overlooking. The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's God's grace. It's God's ability. God sent his own son. It was his ability in us that, 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 um, uh, washes us clean. It's God's ability, right? So when you see someone operating and walking in the spirit, the fact that you can receive from the word, it's actually the Holy Ghost who's illuminating these things in your heart. That's grace. Uh, grace is an important one to understand. But I want to talk to you today about the grace of giving. That was my little um, uh, preface there. But the grace of giving. The, what you think about a subject matters a lot. I heard a man of God say, what you think about God is the most important thing on planet earth. But giving is oftentimes looked at as like a necessary evil. You hear, a lot of times it's just mistaught. People don't teach it from the Bible. All right, guys, well, you know, the bills need paid, so we need to take up an offering. You know, I don't like to get up here and talk about money. Well, you should. Jesus talked about money a lot. It was came up a lot. Why? Because money's actually important. 
money is a thing that everyone deals with. You have to deal with it. That's why you get this generation that's like, man, I just wish we didn't have to deal with money. You know, it's a pressure for people, young people coming out of high school, coming out of college, coming into the workforce. Money is a pressure. God gives us a grace in the same way God wants us to be able to please him in every other area, right? In our purity, in our prayer life, in fi- in our ministry, in our marriage, right? God gives us a ability to please him. But grace is a, uh, giving is a grace. So I want you to see the 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How then in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their record, I bear, for, for the, to their power, I bear record. Yes, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. And then, and then it goes down and says, Insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Giving is God's way of equipping us for, for our financial future. Here it says the grace of giving bestowed upon this church. You know, giving and receiving is actually God's provision for us to walk in victory in our finances. When you understand that giving, God doesn't do use giving to extract something from you, to, to diminish you. God uses giving, obviously, to prove the sincerity of your love. The Bible talks about that, that giving proves the sincerity of your love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If you say you love and you don't give, you're lying. If you can't give a tithe or an offering to God, if you can't put a, hey, this is, we're going to win souls, we're, we're reaching people, and you can't put an offering towards the gospel, your biggest offering was towards a flat screen TV, you hear people say, that's a shame. I want my biggest offering to be beyond myself. I want my biggest thing I've bought to be beyond myself. But so, but great giving among being a thing of uh, giving as besides being a way to prove the sincerity of your love is a grace that God gives us to walk in abundance. Um, Second Corinthians, the next chapter, it says here, uh, verse eight, nine, verse eight. Well, let me read verse six. We all know this, but this I say, he which sows sparingly. Show, so these talking about God's way of helping you in your finances. He that sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He that sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he's purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able, say that with me, say able, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things would abound to every good work. What is he saying here? He's saying by the grace of giving and receiving, the grace of giving leads to the grace of abundance. I'll say that again. You can quote me on Instagram on that one. Uh, The grace of giving leads to the grace of abundance. Here's God's plan for your future. Look at this verse. This is at least my future. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. Say me. God's able to make all grace abound towards me, that I will always have all sufficiency in all things, may be able to abound to every good work. What does that mean? That when a need arises, God has graced me to, to abound. How? Through giving and receiving. Many people, though, struggle to get their heart in the right place. They feel giving is all sacrifice. Giving is not a sacrifice. That'd be like a farmer saying, man, I'm really struggling to put this seed in the ground because, I don't know, 
You know, I just don't want to lose the seed. Yes, the seed can be precious. Yes, you can compare yourself and say, man, I, other people out there are working and, and I'm, I'm, I'm commanded to give 10% a tithe and offerings over and above. Man, that's a lot, especially if you grew up not tithing and all of a sudden you're in the workplace, man, and you're making a hundred grand a year and, you, and, you're, and you're supposed to give a minimum of $10,000. Like that's, you're like, man, that's so crazy. Like I have to give, but this is God's way of saying, my goal for you is to be blessed. My goal for you is to be verse eight. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, that you would you would always have all sufficiency in all things, would abound to every good work. Well, you know, if God bless me, then I'll give. That's not how this works. It works through a decision that where you're at, you will give. This is where I am. But Lord, you've partnered with me and I'm partnering with you. Grace me. Lord, I thank you for the grace of sowing and reaping. Man, me personally, I'm so grateful that God has graced me to abound. You know, when I was younger, I didn't even really know. All I knew that I was, all I was told is that I'm, I'm supposed to tithe. And if you give, you'll be blessed. Homeschool kids, you know, I started working once every three weeks. I would make 80 bucks, 60 bucks, 100 bucks. And I would go and I would put it in the building fund and just be generous. As a 16 year old, a thousand dollar pledge into the building fund, right? And just chipping away at this thing and, and gave to the gospel. And what happens? God looks and says that type of person money's not going to have their heart and I can trust them. And so all of a sudden the money started becoming more. I got a job and I was making a a normal wage, right? And then I got into sales. And all of a sudden as a 22 year old, uh, I was making 60 grand a year. And then as a 25 year old, I was making a hundred grand a year. And all of a sudden the increase comes because God says, okay, if you're willing to do it, this is a principle that God has set in place. Seed time and harvest if you give, you will receive. Many people, though, don't see the, the, what they've received because it comes like more work. This wasn't people coming up and giving me money. I always expected it to. Lord, how come you said if I give, people would give to me? Well, you've been, you're in sales and people are saying yes, so people are giving to you. I was just too blind to see it. I thought it was going to be a Pentecostal handshake in the church and someone would give me $10,000. I'm still waiting for that $10,000 check that someone's going to walk up and Pentecostal handshake, right? Um, but God gives us the grace of giving and receiving. And so for us, here are the clear guidelines. You know, God's, God's clear in His Word. We enter into this joyfully with gratitude. To try to enter into the grace of giving out of compulsion, or I feel like I have to, it's the opposite of the spirit of giving. The Bible says that that God, it pleased God to bruise Jesus. Why? Because he gives joyfully. God doesn't require you to give joyfully and he gives grudgingly. I guess these stupid people on earth, I got to give Jesus. Man, I got to give Jesus for them? I guess I got to do it. You can't, if you're going to approach an offering, giving God to God with that attitude, man, I guess I just, everyone says I go to tithe, I go to this church now, I guess I go to tithe. Lord, help me to have a heart that wants to give. Man, for me, before I can see God, I've never seen God. I've never had a vision of God. I've never seen him face to face. He's never showed up in my room. The Bible says, but having not seen him, you love him. I've never, I didn't walk when Jesus walked. But I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, I, I believe in him and I love him so much that I'm going to be rich towards his kingdom. It's me saying there's nothing that matters more to me than the kingdom of God. When all the accounts are settled and everything's been done, the amount of money I spent on my wardrobe, the amount of money I spent on housing, yes, that stuff is a necessity, but I want, I want to have put a large chunk of money towards the kingdom of God. 
And so you enter it joyfully, not out of compulsion. God's God, God's grace is God's ability in us. So if giving is a grace, it's God saying, this is my way of getting funds to you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. This is God saying, my son, my daughter, I want you blessed. And this is the way that I do it. I want you to prosper. This is the way that I do it. Giving is not someone trying to convince you to give. That's not what this is. It's me building you up in the word. I'm reading some of my notes from a message I preach here. Oh, he just wants me to accept Jesus and receive eternal life. These preachers are all the same. They just want me to be a, they just want me to be a Christian. Yes, I want you in heaven. The alternative is not good. I want you to enjoy peace with God. I want you to know the truth. And so it is. I want you to have eternal fruit. I want you to live a life sorrow-free, a sorrow-free financial life. I want you to be rich, like it says in the Bible. I want you to be rich and sorrow-free. I don't want you to ever have lack or stress about money. That's not for us. This is not God's extraction process. This is not God diminishing you. This is not the church asking you to pay their bills. Giving is not you giving to charity. This is not you supporting a ministry. Do you think that if you didn't give, that ministry is going to crumble? You're not supporting anything. God supports his ministers. The Bible says no soldier goes to war at his own expense. You're not supporting anybody. You know, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be on the air. Bogus. I, you, if no one ever gave, if, and we don't ask for offerings on this, on this podcast, right? Because that's not what this is about. This is about you getting fed the word of God. If you're going to give anywhere, give to Revival Ministries International. But this is... The, I'm not supported by, by people's offerings. I'm supported by the living God. He takes care of me. He can find a way to do it. He could send a raven with, with, a, with a, a gold ring in his mouth. He could send a raven with some of the queen's jewels in his mouth, and I'll be a millionaire. I don't, your giving doesn't support anybody. This is not you giving to appease your conscience. What this is about is showing and proving your love and cooperating with God's plan to bless you. And it also gives you eternal lasting fruit. See, that's the thing about giving is when you give to the gospel, you, you receive a harvest here, but you also receive a harvest in heaven. There's actually fruit waiting for you. You know, there's people that'll be in heaven because you gave to the gospel, because your money enabled a church to go out and do what it was called to do, that you'll have a share in the inheritance, that there'll be people who say, thank you. Thank you for digging into your wallet. Thank you for going out and working a job or however you get your money. Thank you that you obeyed the word of God. I'm in heaven because of it. There are people, there's a, there's, a, there's a group called Feed the Hungry, and they feed the hungry, and they're a Christian organization, and they preach the gospel. And so it, I, I give, to, my wife and I give to them every month. And so we give, and there's people in Africa who are going to be in heaven because we decided, hey, we're giving. And I want to tell you, we're going to give more and more, and we're going to keep sowing. There's traveling evangelists that we contribute to. Why? Because it's us saying, I want eternal fruit, but then in the same way, God, the Bible says, is unwilling to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giving giver whose heart is in his giving. God will make you abound, but, but giving is the test. If you're unwilling to give and unwilling to give cheerfully, you 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 don't enter into the grace God has for you. God has a grace for you to be a good husband, a good wife. God has a grace for you to be a good uh, steward of your money. God has a grace for you to be a good minister. You choose what grace you enter into. 
But I want to tell you, giving isn't God's extraction process. It's God's, it's God gracing you for abundance. Father, we thank you that you're on our side, that you made provision even for our finances, that we don't have to live on uh, in poverty on this earth, that you said in Deuteronomy 28 that as we obey you, Lord, that we'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Lord, you said we'd be the head and not the tail. Father, so we look at the grace of giving and we choose joyfully to enter in. Thank you for the joy. Lord, even if it was just for the harvest of souls and for eternal fruit, it would be worth it. But Lord, I thank you that it's not, that you have abundance for us here on this earth. Lord, let a new joy for giving come to every person in Jesus' name. And then I want to give you this encouragement. If you don't have a joy about giving, you need to give a big seed. You need to sow a big seed. That'll break that. Because money has a hold of people. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you say you can't give joyfully, then you need to do something big. Make a big move towards the kingdom of God, not towards the SPCA or some other thing. Towards the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and see that thing break. Become generous to God and let's see you... uh, Uh, be on top and never on the bottom. The Bible says you will ride on the high places of the earth. That's going to be yours in the name of Jesus. I love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast.